Written records go back about uh, 4,000 years, and from 2000 B.C. to uh, the time of Jesus, it was normal for all of the countries in the world to periodically cancel the debts when they became too large to pay. So you have Sumer, Babylonia, Egypt, other regions, uh, all proclaiming these debt cancellations, and the effect was to make a clean slate so that society would begin all over again. This was easy to do in a society where most debts were owed to the state. It became much harder to do when enterprise and credit passed out of the hands of the state into private hands and into the hands of an oligarchy. And the last thing they wanted was to have a king that would actually cancel the debts and restore equality. Rome was the first country of the world not to cancel the debts. It went to war in Sparta, in Greece, to overthrow the governments and the kings that wanted to cancel the debts. The wars of the first century B.C. ended up stripping these countries of everything they had. Not only did it strip the temples of gold, it stripped the public buildings, it stripped the economies of their reproductive capacity, it stripped them of their waterworks, it made a desert out of the land. And it said, a debt is a debt. The collapse seems to have been closely linked to ecological devastation which led to all sorts of social and economic and military problems. In the early stages of the Roman Republic, you had a fairly egalitarian landowning system. The peasants had access to public land. But as the Roman state became more powerful and the lords and the, uh, the generals began to appropriate public land for their own private estates, more and more peasants became landless. At the same time, erosion was a serious problem, so bad that the, some of the Roman ports silted up with all the topsoil that got washed down from the fields into the river. And archaeologists have been able to establish how badly degraded much of Italy was uh, by the fall of the Roman Empire and how it took a thousand years of much reduced population during the Middle Ages for fertility in, in Italy to rebuild. What was absolutely new uh, in the Roman Empire was irreversible concentration of wealth at the top of the economic pyramid. And that's what progress has meant ever since. Progress has me meant you will never get back what we take from you. Uh, that's what brought on the Dark Age, and it's what's threatened to bring in the Dark Age again if society doesn't realize that if it lets the uh, wealth concentrate in the hand of a financial class, this class is not going to be any more intelligent and long-term in disposing of the wealth than uh, its predecessors were in Rome or in uh, other countries. The term uh, oligarchy obviously sounds a little, a little esoteric. It just means a small group of people have got a lot of political power based on their economic power. We like to think of the United States as being much more democratic, much more spread out in terms of who has the power, 
And, and oligarchy is something that's usually associated with relatively poor countries, but that view has to be updated because we've got an essential part of, of that problem, that structure, in the United States today. The people who got all this economic power were in the financial sector. It was Wall Street, if, if I can you know, use that, that, that shorthand expression. Wall Street became really powerful. They used that power to buy influence in, in Washington, get uh, more deregulation, so to get more of the playing field uh, shaped in the way they wanted, which was no government intervention, no restrictions on what they're going to do. That enabled them to make a lot more money, which brought them more political power. And this went on for a considerable period of time until, of course, there was an enormous crash. But basically, you come to us today on your bicycles after buying Girl Scout cookies and helping out Mother Teresa, telling us we're sorry, we didn't mean it, we won't do it again. Trust us. Well, I have some people in my constituency that actually robbed some of your banks. And they say the same thing. They're sorry, they didn't mean it, they won't do it again, just let them out. Do you understand that this is a little difficult for most of my constituents to take? That you learned your lesson? The bankers can't stop themselves. It's in their DNA, in the DNA of their organizations, to take massive risks, to pay themselves ridiculous salaries, and, and to collapse. And the, the more that reasonable, responsible people of the center, and the left and the right, see this, the closer we'll get to finally constraining the power of, of these uh, out-of-control financial oligarchs. It's not a mystery, it's not a surprise that we know we have crises every five or ten years. You know, my daughter called me from school one day and said, Dad, what's the financial crisis? And without trying to be funny, I said, it's the type of thing that happens every five to seven years. And she said, why is everyone so surprised? So we aren't we shouldn't be surprised. I read scrawled on a wall somewhere that every time history repeats itself, the price goes up. If you look at the increasing complexity of civilization, what you can see towards the end of the classic Maya period is the enormous amount of effort being put in to build uh, palaces and temple precincts that are controlled entirely by the nobility and from which one imagines the, the peasantry was excluded just as the, the ordinary folk are excluded from uh, gated communities in many countries today. And one imagines also that therefore the people at the bottom were becoming more and more disenchanted with the rulers as they felt that the social contract that had once existed, that the rulers were kind of uh, the mediators between the gods and themselves and would help them get good weather and good crops and all of that, uh, as they saw that beginning to break down and, and the rulers, in effect, losing touch with the people whom they claim to represent. Uh, it is a pattern I think we can see a lot in the modern world now. Every society in history for the last 4,000 years has uh, found that the debts grow more rapidly than people can pay. And the problem is a small oligarchy of 10% of the population at the top to whom all of these net debts are owed to. You want to annul the debts to the top 10%. That's what they're not going to do. The oligarchy is running things. They would rather annul the bottom 90% right to live than to annul the money that's due to them. 
They would rather strip the planet and shrink the population uh, and be paid rather than give up their claims. That's the political fight of the 21st century. Well, my job on Wall Street was to be balance of payments economist for the Chase Manhattan Bank in the 1960s. My first job there was to calculate how much debt could uh, third world countries pay. And the answer was, well, how much do they earn? And whatever they earn, that's what they can afford to pay in interest. And our objective was to take the entire earnings of a third world country and say, ideally, that would be all paid as interest to us.